This episode's brought to you by a messload of botans from a galaxy far, far away. Do check out the Botan Express delivery service. Their lives are expendable for the sake of your political agenda and consumerism. Star Wars! This is the Last King Podcast. I'm here with your co-host, Shafiq, and I'm Mr. Toffee. I, am, I should actually introduce myself. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Getting really excited. So this is going to be like our first ever episode in Season 2. Yes, Season 2. 2017. New Year, new outlook, new... What? Okay, tell you what. Let's do this properly. What is your New Year's resolution, Mr. Toffee? Um, and have you broken it yet? Oh, um, not drinking. I've already broken it like the first few minutes ago. <laughs> Come on, this is the last thing podcast. You gotta make sure you got some alcohol going in you. Definitely. And besides that, you know, any of the usual crap, like you know, the weight loss one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been exercising gym. a little bit here and there. Dude, I've been packing so much from all the food from Christmas here and there. So I figured. Uh, just do a bit of jumping jacks Just a little bit of jogging around I'm also going <laughs> to be traveling around jacks. a lot So that's my New Year's resolution as well Yes, I think we probably need to remind all the Last King fans Is that we are on the road Well, actually one of us is Yes, I'm on the road, basically I'm just going all around, you know Traveling here and there Like like, like, like Ryu, you know Like the, hip- the, the hobo and all that <laughs> Go on to the next challenge On to the next better fighter Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Mr. T- yes, you, you should be a Street Fighter character. I can definitely see you as a charged char- character. Very cheap, you know, easy combos. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. Well, I'm more of a grappler kind of guy, so I don't know why I like that. Like, just because of the way they move and just the way they attack everything. You like to get in close, Yeah, eh? yeah, getting close. Mm, close and comfortable. Mm. <laughs> well, okay, that was awkward <laughs> as it was. So yes, Last King fans, if you've missed us, and we've only been gone for like a really short time, but yeah, don't forget our website is still up at thelastking.net. Okay, also our Twitter is still going at Last King Podcast, and our Instagram also at Last King Podcast. So uh, that's all we have for all the un- the necessary plugs. I think it's that time we get down to what it is we do best, and that's shit on pop culture media and video games as well. Um, what do you want to do first? You want to do Star Wars? Yeah, I think we have to talk about Star Wars. I mean, we are now in the position where everybody has talked about Star Wars, and I'm pretty sure everybody's waiting for what we have to say about Rogue One. Oh, oh, yes, yes, I got a lot to say. It's okay. Yeah, it's super. I mean, when I just watch it with my friends, it's just super good. Like, it's supposed to be like an Empire Strikes Back 
sort Dude, of thing. Yeah, it's up know, there. It's up there with the original trilogy, especially I would place it just below Empire Strikes Back as like probably one of the best. I mean, it's non saga. It's non numbered Star Wars, right? It's basically, it's like just a few hours or a few days before Episode Four happened, you know. So everything that just followed up. Literally a few up. seconds because the, the final. Se- okay, spoilers, but fuck, I mean, it, you can't avoid the spoilers, right? I mean, the very ending of the movie, they hand off the the actual plans of the Death Star to Princess Leia. Oh, so man. the movie ends with the start of A New Hope. So. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. I thought that Google Talks just disconnected. Crazy stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Everything that they do, like, uh, you can see, like, Michael Mads as... Okay, sorry, Mads Mikkel as that. Mads, Michael Mads. Michael, I, I forgot his... I keep forgetting his name. I mean, he's the Doctor Strange villain. Okay, that, that guy tr- with the plans yeah. and master plan. I mean, you know, at least now we know why the hell there's a flaw in the Death Star. It's intentional, you know? That's what yeah, I like. That, they fill in the totally... gaps, they fill the plots, and then they have all these references to all these different... Parts of the lore, like you know, Donnie Yen's character and that other Chinese guy, the Chirrut Mwei, and I forgot the other guy. Yeah, let's call him Gun Guy. Okay, Gun Guy, Gun Guy. Okay, we 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 have IMDb to help us out on that. But yeah, those two, <laughs> those two guys who may or may may not be gay, I don't know. I mean, what it might be implied. I mean, there are actually a few theories here and there. I mean, just the way that they hang out and all that. But anyway. What? I don't they, see they, anything they, 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 they gay. Had, no, I know, I know. They, they had a whole church thing going on where they have the they they respect the force, but they're not force users themselves. It was actually I think that yeah, the term is force sensitive, right? These are force sensitive people. Yep, yep. Let's see. They're more but, like uh, they have their own cult. That I mean, they're their own temple in their cult. You know, they have a really cool. How do I put this? Um, they 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 respect it so much, but they don't really actually practice. I can't use it anyway. You know what really got me going was when they introduced the two. I mean, the way these guys were introduced is like they literally just popped up during the the market scene, right? And I remember like Gun Guy was like explaining, or oh, don't mind my friend here. He's just a he, he used to be a guardian of the wills. I lost yes, my yes, guardian shit. Of the wills. Yes, <laughs> I was like, wow, guys. that's like that's such a deep cut reference to like the original trilogy. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a huge callback. Holy like, shit! Like Force yeah. of the Wills, Guardian of the Wills. Is it spelled with a H? Oh, it has to be. Yo, but. Shout out to Donnie Yen representing Asia in Star Wars, you know, properly. Yeah, yeah. and getting some of the best lines in the show as well, next to the robot K2. Um, I don't know, like that part where he actually got the bag coming on his head, yeah, that, that actually got me laughing really loud. Dude, and like, also shout out to Ellen Tudyk for literally making me care about a robot. I've never had this much affection for robots since like, maybe the original HK Short 47? Circuit. <laughs> maybe Short Circuit 1 or okay, 2. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> Man, that that seriously needs a reboot. Like, but okay, maybe also we kind of also have to mention the good job. Uh, what's the name of the girl? Felicity Jones, right? She uh, played Felicity Jones playing Jin, yeah. and it's like a female-led Star Wars movie. Talk about progressive, you know? It's not about. I mean, okay, maybe The Force Awakens. You kind of no. I would say that um, Ray kind of shares billing with Finn in terms of being like the main protagonist but here is solely following the exploits of this girl yeah she's the focus and everything because her dad built the death star (laughs) the death star you yeah and i mean like you know i mean a lot a lot of complaints i realized right is like people thought that her acting was a little bit stilted or a little bit stunted like she didn't really go through the full emotional range I mean, especially during the death scene with the father. Okay, spoilers again, boys and girls, if you're not really paying attention. I mean, but I didn't really mind so much. I actually found her to be a very likable and a very um, relatable character. There is a character. subtlety to her acting, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I would yeah. say that like, she seemed 
you know I mean okay she didn't overact or underact but I think she I wouldn't even say competent she played the character in a way that I totally related to as somebody who was a bit off the rails born on the wrong side of the tracks I, I would say she's like you know like she's probably like especially how they introduced her coming out of the jail cell like mm-hmm, she yep, was a prisoner yep. so it's like she probably should have done something really I don't know uh, w- worthy of like being thrown into prison right so maybe wrong side of the tracks girl a little bit of daddy issues or whatever but her performance to me was actually very I would say uh, above average definitely I mean I found her to be a very interesting and a, a rather complex character that was you know worth following and then there's who's the other guy Diego Luna who does oh, he play oh yeah that? that's Cassian that's Cassian Cassian yeah, yeah. he's he actually showcases the other side of the rebels like I mean we've seen the good side in like all the main storylines yeah I mean main, <laughs> this is like the dark like, like the dirty side of the rebels basically they fucking kill people you know I mean like yeah to rebels are terrorists they're literally yeah. f- just trying to destroy this in, like this giant galactic government you know and of course they would do pretty like you know I wouldn't say mean-spirited, but necessary things. Yeah, for the greater good, you know, that sort of deal. I mean, like, the, that scene where he just totally shoots the guy in the LA just to, like, confirm his escape and not to yep, get... Yep. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, and then, like, well, I can't imagine 10 years later, there's going to be, like, t-shirts, like, like you know, Cassian shot first or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's such or a Or maybe, like, hopefully there won't be an edited version where I don't think that'll happen since George Lucas is out of the fray, right? Thankfully. Yeah. But okay, I think also what we also need to p- kind of point out is the best thing about this movie. Yep. Everybody dies. <laughs> no, 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 it's not the best. I mean, we know that that's sort of coming in a sense. But I didn't see it coming until like the body weight, you know? that like, pilot got wiped out. It's like, yep. I thought to myself like, oh, this might be like, well, no, like yeah, sure, they're going to win. There's going to be a like, happy ending. But then when like, you know, body gets wiped out with the grenade. Yep. And then our Asian guys get wiped out. It's like, oh, they're not gonna oh, yeah, make yeah. it at all. <laughs> yeah, nobody did. The ro- I mean, the first sign is like, oh, the robot got the sad ending. I mean, sort of, he died. He died valiantly with all his funny lines and all intact and all. I that. really teared up, man. Come, on. he was my favorite character. Yo, yeah. K two, K two. Man, you know, shout outs to Alan Tudyk for like, you know, <laughs> putting in the Being work. Being the standoffish <laughs> kind of robot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, 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 it's cool, it's cool, yeah. We, I thought we were always in the whole group where we can just interrupt each other back and forth. <laughs> as no. our per usual podcast, you know, sort no, of feeling. Uh, the way I see it, like, oh, even Saw Guerrera, like, you know, the Forrest Whitaker's character. I mean, like, he also shows the more extreme side of the rebels, you know, in a sense. He's basically, again, to me, like, if Darth Vader was still good, you know what I mean? The rebel side of Darth Vader, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, he he seemed to be like the polar opposite, or the binary opposite to Darth Vader. Where, I mean, appearance-wise, they're both half machine. Mm-hmm. Both have breathing problems. Both played by really well-respected black actors, <laughs> James kinda, Earl Jones. With kind of deep voices, yeah. With you know, deep voices. and there's like, oh, okay, you know, what I mean, like, I mean, he. I mean, he was he he got wiped out very early. I mean, he was like one of the first uh, recipients of the Death Star blast, right? Oh, dude, when you see the effects of the Death Star, holy shit! The first time it sh- the cannons were shot, whoa! Where's the horizon? There's no horizon. I like that little joke there, but yeah, it's so <laughs> beautiful. It's like, there's such beauty in destruction, and then when you see that, and the end, of course, it's just tragic. I mean, I won't say tragic. Right? It's it's just sad, but yet beautiful at the same time. Because yeah, I had like Watchmen real vibes. good, yo. Like watching it is like it reminded me of like the end of like like a scene in Watchmen where like two people are holding each other as the destruction was heading their way. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that I mean, cool man. But yeah, I, yeah I, I got that same vibe too. You know, like at the at the end of the comic of Watchmen or even the movie as well. And probably Holy like shit. the best thing about this show right is that the only time that a lightsaber sparks up is during the best. The best last five minutes. <laughs> the right? best version of Darth Vader on film hands down god <laughs> oh my damn god. you know like I mean the first time I saw him like in, in the Baghdad tank like when yeah. what's his name no what, what's the name of the, the the white cape imperial dude who's like you know like getting trying to like oh fuck I can't remember Ooh, his name uh, not Draven right ah uh. The guy Crap, who, I totally, I totally forgot his name. Let's just oh call God. him Hans Landa because he's obviously like a reference to like Inglorious Bastards. I mean, okay, like, yeah, that guy, that guy. I don't know, but like that guy, you know, like you know, like like when I saw Darth Vader, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, you know, nice cameo. Like, I mean, there's a lot of references, a lot of callbacks in this film, and I thought for a while, like, okay, yeah, we'll see Darth Vader for a while. I mean, he, granted, like James Earl Jones' voice, like you can hear the age, you can hear that it's a different voice. It didn't yeah, really still, irk me. It, it yeah. actually still brings you chills down your spine because it's the old voice, despite. But the it's age the original. Like I mean, like, it would be so fucked up if it was like ha- like Hayden Christensen speaking through it, right? <laughs> oh my god! No, no. <laughs> or maybe I mean, okay, that would be the worst case scenario. I mean, the second worst, or at least the second best, would be like have the guy who did the voice. His voice in the cartoons do it, you know. So. Oh God, no! Please, no. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Uh, how, the way I the way I see it, like just when you thought that explosion at the end couldn't get any better, along comes Darth Vader just Yo, committing yeah. rebel genocide. He at that just last bit. fucks up those guys in the corridor. Oh man, I was like, the R.I.P. All that twenty something number rebel troopers or whatnot holy shit and I would say also like this revalidates Darth Vader because like the thing is at at the end of Return of the Jedi you see the human side of him and then when the prequels came out you saw the wimpy adolescent (laughs) shitty side of him the bitchy side yeah and the thing is right you know like during like when that movie came out right like I think for a while I mean he used to be kind of recognized as the most badass movie villain of all time and then he got well and then there was a time in the 90s he got supplanted by agent smith partly because the prequel sucked and like the fact that you know like uh god you know they made vader lame and like they did three in three movies they didn't like you know really justify or like how you say i mean give him the origin story that he truly deserves you know i mean like you you can't blame lucas totally but i think in this case you can and then this just revalidates Darth Vader as a character to me. It's like, oh my god, they can just make Darth Vader spin-off movies. You, j- as long as James Earl Jones is still alive. No wait, fuck. You don't even need James Earl Jones to be alive. You can be anybody in a suit and anybody with a decent James Earl Jones in like impression, right? Impression, yes, impression. I mean, oh dude, I can see so many. Okay, because this is so good, and the fact that Gareth Edwards actually did this movie justice. I feel that, yeah, there's going to be more room for spin-offs. I mean, hopefully good spin-offs, not like the kind of spin-off that just is just there just to fill up the year where there's no main Star Wars story. But how worried are you about the Han Solo and Lando Calrissian spin-off that is inevitable after like the next episode? Well, if they're just as good as, as this, I'm not going to complain. As long as they make a damn good job out of it, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Like, this is like, okay, my... How do you say my cynicism? My cynical side of me says like, yeah, this is gonna be like the Call of Duty of Star Wars in a sense, where basically you're gonna have every single Star Wars film picking up at the end of every year. It's just that whether it's a main story one or a side story one, it's really up to the producers because Elton is right. Yeah. But on the same, but on the same spectrum, 
this is good. This is a good movie, dude. So yeah, I want to see more of this. You know, more love, more care, more. I mean, not so much homages, homages, but more new kind of stories being told in this universe in the best, slickest way possible. And this is a damn good example of that. I mean, I'm gushing all over the place. I mean, this is like probably the best experience I had in the cinema this year. Like, I wanted to change. There is, yeah, there is like, a slight I'm, nitpick. Sorry, dude. It's like um. Yeah, I think what okay, we should yeah. do is we gush a little bit more, then we go straight into the okay. nitpicks. I mean, like okay, yeah, yeah, one more thing I sure. really want to bring up about this movie. What? 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 Was basically how. It, I just felt like a kid again, man. Like watching this. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw this in the cinema. I mean, like from start to finish, even though it kind of took its time to pick up, like right around the halfway mark. Once like the like when, like fuck, red leader came back. Yo. Oh yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> the ever dying red leaders. Uh, Whatever happened to those guys? I mean, speaking and they brought, of like, which. Yeah, and it's you like get to see the surviving members of the colors, you know, the blue and gold, right? I mean, did you know that sure. they use like original footage from the original trilogy, and then they like just kind of put them in? So it's like, is the is those guys? Oh my god! Who yes. would go on so take cool. to, who take on the Death Star again? And like, I also like the little callback they did, like when Red Five got wiped out. It's like, oh yeah, of course Red Five gets wiped out. Guess who's gonna replace Red Five? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, I mean, yo, I mean, okay, it's a. A near perfect movie for me. I mean, if I want to like you know say anything else, I mean everybody's probably talking this movie to death by now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, dude, that hammerhead coming. The hammerhead Corvette pushed the star destroyer onto another star destroyer. Jesus Christ! Like what? Like and like when I saw that, I was like, you know, I've never seen that before, and it's yeah. And I'm glad I get to see it in this, you know. And actually, uh, granted, I heard that this ship was actually used in the cartoon Star Wars Rebels. In fact, there are actually quite a number of Star Wars Rebels uh, callbacks. Yeah, I mean, I, the first Whitaker character also. So, yeah. he, he's like from the Rebels story or from the Clone Saga. I mean, like, this is actually tempting me to go and check out those, <laughs> those like, other shows and, like, even the comics now. Like, wow. I heard. Yeah, me too, me too. Like, see, you know, the movie's so good where it'd be like, hey, dude this reference material and all these other callbacks make me want to watch out all this other extra material that shows how good this film is it makes me give a shit about the other <laughs> crap that you know Disney and Marvel and whatever the hell other companies and publishers are doing you know I mean, I mean except uh, for the original prequels it's like oh <laughs> uh, what what I, I don't I mean, think those movies th- th- were they prequels I don't know they never existed in my head no before. but finally a true Star Wars prequel and we, we got it in, within our lifetimes so <laughs> thank you Gareth Edwards you know like Sure, George. Yeah, you can go ahead and like say that you 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 started the ball rolling, and you decided to kind of like build the foundation. And not 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 a great job, but then like when you give it to the kids, when you give it to J.J. Abrams, give it to Gareth Edwards, and Gareth like his last movie was fucking Godzilla. Mm, yes, which and was, was pretty alright, yeah. commendable. But like you know, I mean, there was also all this talk and all this rumor milling going around. Or like, oh, there were reshoots, and then they had to redo the script, and then they had to change the ending, right? But I mean, this is one of those situations. I mean, like compared to Suicide Squad, like nah, I don't see any improvement. <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, no. But this Frankenstein monster, man. Yeah, like when you saw when I saw this, is like whatever they had to take out or whatever they had to change ends justify the means. This is to me, hands down, the be- is better than the Force Awakens. I mean, in terms of storytelling, in terms of characters, in terms of like you know telling something unique. Granted, I know a lot of people kind of complain that yeah, it's uh, a lot of there's way too much fan service, there's way too much callbacks. I I think you know what now should be the time where we kind of like talk about the stuff that I would say we this is where we start to nitpick. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. The face, the, 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 the fan service stuff, come on, dude. FF, oh, sorry. Uh, Star Wars 7 actually did much, I won't say worse, but there's a lot of that in Star Wars 7 compared to Rogue One. Rogue One is like, yes, you see Darth Vader, but you didn't get to see him do all this cool shit at the end. Mm. Or at least, you know, give a talk down to a new character in that show, in that movie itself. And come on, you see those cantina guys walking and then which Jin bumps into? <laughs> that's that's just a callback, basically. What, what, what is it? Pig nose, pig face guy and like walrus guy, right? Uh, I think yeah. pig nose and walrus guy, yeah, yeah. No, no, okay. My only nitpick is basically the soundtrack could have been a little more I knew you would say that, you know, you, you're not a fan of the remixed theme, right? No, 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 I like the remix, I want, because this movie is built as like a spin-off, like a new direction Star Wars spin-off, so it doesn't have to follow the, the tropes and the trappings of the main, the, the Mothership storyline Star Wars shows. I totally agree so with the you. Fact that, the fact that they did all this music, the old school music, at the last fight, actually kind of... Yeah, you kind of went back to the old school stuff when I wanted to hear more of the new stuff, you know? Mm, you see my nitpicking here right there? You, you kind of feel that? I bet, like, I'm pretty sure there's a small part of you that kind of misses, like, the John Williams, like, that, that epic, bombastic Star Wars song. Yeah, right? but we got that last year already in Force yeah, Awakens. I, I mean, That's like, thing. I mean, even, okay, we also need to also kind of bring the fact, right? They didn't get back the original theme and the f- one of the few Star Wars uh, shows that doesn't have the title crawl. Yeah, but it's at the end, it ended with the blue and with the white and the blue text, right? Eh, I mean, nobody really. I mean, like, I I remember when I watched this and I thought to myself, like, oh hey, uh, this is gonna be new. Just, I mean, like, literally after like, in the title doesn't even appear until much later after the introduction. Yeah. So oh yeah, like, yeah. So you could that, taste that, that, that this is good. this is gonna be different, you know, and. and Granted, it wasn't so different that it left a bad taste in your mouth. It, it, it was basically like, okay, finally somebody is, like, you know, trying to do something different. Like, you know, not falling into the the, the very obvious Disney template. I mean, like, they did it with the Marvel movies. And, of course, they're going to do it with the Star Wars movies. Especially, like, the numbered sequels, right? But, yeah, there you go. They're taking chances. They're doing, like, all these spin-off movies. And I think that, yo, I mean, this is going to probably expand into even more shit. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned before that, yeah, this if this, this is good. So, obviously, they're going to make more of these kind of spin-offs. Like, for every alternate year, like 2018, 2020. I thought it's going to be every year, right? No. No, no, no. Every year will be like, okay, 2017, all the odd number years may be the Star Wars uh, main storyline films. Doesn't the, Whereas, the next episode drop next year? No, it's the after that. No, no, no. I believe... Uh, oh, I'm not sure if I heard any latest rumours, but I remember... Star Wars episode eight might be next year. Might. Yeah, it should. I think it's it's gonna be every year. There's gonna be one Star Wars movie and two Marvel movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, like Disney is like they're they're churning it out. They're getting their money's worth. What strike striking with the iron is hard, so so to speak. Huh? But yep, yep. I mean, I I don't mind. I'm looking forward to having a, an amazing like having a Star Wars movie at the end of every year during the Christmas there, time. There especially. we go. IMD, IMDb said uh, 2017 uh, Star Wars. Eight. Finally, Hamill himself, Luke Skywalker's coming back, right? Yep, yep, totally. But, okay, tell you what, one thing we probably need to bring up, right? Okay, Mr. Toffee. You. How weirded out are you by CGI Grand Moff Tarkin? <laughs> I am actually okay with it. I mean, it had to happen. I mean, it's sort of like the elephant in the room, and they paid the. They did it, they did it in a very tasteful way, which. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy that 
he was necessary to push the story along and un- yeah because he was in the original Death Star you know so. and and Peter Cushing you know rest in peace you know we, we you can't get the original actor I mean yeah. if they had changed actors if they got somebody else to play Guillermo fucking I thought that would have been more jarring oh yeah that would be super weird honestly and then like even though like okay the CGI is not that great I mean it's like you know it's like PlayStation level CG like cutscene graphics to me. Okay, but you're the you're the is, graphics guy. You should know better. But but the thing is right. Like, I would say the the means justify the ends. You know, you needed him to be there to kind of like push the story along. And at the same time, it after a while, I did manage to suspend my disbelief. It's like yeah, it, the CGI didn't bother me, though I did have friends who felt like okay, that looks too the uncanny valley is too strong for them. Yeah, the voice work actually it made it work. I mean, um, whoever impersonated his voice did a really good job. I think so. I mean, mm, yeah, okay, I would say yeah. He, you, you, he, he got Peter Cushing, but I don't think he got Grand Moff Tarkin so much. I mean, he got a little bit too, I would say, uh, overzealous at some points. But I wouldn't know. I mean, like the original Peter Cushing, like he didn't even appear as long as his CGI version oh, yeah, in the original Star Wars. You know? So, like, I can't really tell what kind of character he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But then again, then they brought us CGI Leia, which didn't feel that jarring to me either. And Carrie Fisher is still alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, totally. They I couldn't do the young lady with Carrie Fisher. That's why they did that. And yeah. You can't really de-age someone unless... I mean, ways to de-age people. Didn't they de-age people in the X-Men movies? They made, like, uh, William Xavier and Magneto younger when they went to... Oh, that's different actors. That's a different thing altogether. I think they just want to preserve Leia's look, like how she was in episode 4. So CGI-wise, I believe. Man, I mean, like, didn't they do that in Iron Man also? Remember? They they gave us a younger Downey Jr.? Uh, maybe that's just makeup and you know Robert Downey Jr. isn't that old come that, on that was CGI they gave us like the, the, the 20 year old Robert Downey Jr. I think it was in was it Civil War? yeah it was in Civil oh, War oh Civil War yes okay that version yes yeah. yes I mean okay like even then the CGI it wasn't that jarring but at the same time I guess like no, nah, I mean I can't really think of any other possible way to have Grand Moff Tarkin appear. I mean, even if you replace the character, or maybe if he just appeared as a side note or some as a character in the background, like oh, Grand Moff, Th- like there's a proxy character who's like uh, relaying his uh, thoughts or his uh, actions. It's like oh, Grand Moff Tarkin says uh, he's taking over the Death Star, or Grand Moff Tarkin says he's gonna do. Like, no, you need Grand Moff Tarkin to stand there and be a presence, and then to yeah. kind of justify. He's a moth, I think. He's not even a Grand Moff yet. <laughs> I don't remember them saying like they they they, they never re- referenced him as uh, Grand Moff, right? So it's just regular Moff. I think it's just a mo- I am, what the hell is a Moff? I'm assuming <laughs> Moff is somewhere like a major or yeah. <laughs> maybe Colonel, but yeah, I mean like it didn't bother me so much, you know. I mean, I, the internet is all like kind of like making this a big deal, like thinking like oh, it's like you know oh it, it breaks immersion or whatever. But fuck, not I mean, really, like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. With these people? There's an X-wing there, and you know it's not there. Yeah, 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 and you know all those really cool-looking stormtroopers. We know why they didn't appear in the pre in in like the four, five, and six. They those, all died. Those giant <laughs> imperial walkers. They're not there. I know that CGI. It's like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think like maybe the the current movie-going audience is like so sensitive to CGI. It's like no, yeah. just allow the you know bring back the suspension of disbelief. Just let it rock. You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah, and because it looks good, rocking itself. Like all the, the 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 battle at the end, like the battle at the sand place, Jaka, Jack. 
that that that, that planet, the, the the sand planet. Holy shit, that's so good. I would have never thought I would have enjoyed Star Wars at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars at the beach. You make no. it sound like it's oh all the different uh beat, all those different Twilight women like taking on the bikinis <laughs> and shit. Twilight's gone wild. Why are you going there? And it, no, but but like just seeing the was it no eighty eighty is the double leg. This what's the four leg one? Is ATST right? Eighty eighty. Oh, it's not an ad ad right? Is an ATST? I think it's an ad ad, isn't it? I mean, okay, just let's just say the Imperial Walkers. Yo, like seeing them fuck up people, like and like uh, the action at the end, like just how the camera pans from the ground yep. to the walkers to the battle in space to the like oh, such a spectacle. Oh I mean, God. I didn't. I knew Gareth Edwards had some chops, but then like I don't I don't know if he directed this scene because like they did say that they changed the ending and there were some reshoots, but it's like this is, has got to be one of the, my f- most favorite battle sequences, and this is what I need to bring up. Finally, they put the wars in Star Wars. It's not just oh, yeah. assholes in rooms, you know, explaining to each other. It's not just Jedi or like Sith lords like arguing, you know, or having saber fights. No, here we go. Here are the troops. Here are the wars. Here are the people. It, like it actually, you know, like whenever you watch Star Wars movies, even like the original trilogy, like it, it kind of has this problem where you don't see the wars. You just see like this group of people kind of like you know going at each other, and it's like finally is it felt like a star wars battlefront game yeah you bring up a good point dude i mean you don't see this many battles until the end of the film you get to see a battle at the start you know the yeah rate of the, rate, like, of the, rate of the guys uh what's that uh saw's fortress and then you get this shit oh my god on, the, on that planet and literally when i was watching this scene in my mind i was thinking somewhere on tatooine fucking luke skywalker is going down to the market to get power converters for uncle owen uh, it's like yeah, this is happening right now. <laughs> Luke Skywalker <laughs> yeah. is like shooting wampa rats or doing whatever the fuck. Or he's drinking doing. blue milk. Another callback. To oh yeah, yeah. And then like you know, Obi Wan Kenobi is just like you know still fucking around the desert trying to hide from Tusken Raiders. This is happening right now as <laughs> these assholes are trying to get the Death Star plans up into space. You know, it's like and people are dying left and right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's an actual war. There's shit happening all over, and it's like this truly expands the movies and the stories in a way that is you know, yes it finally f- you see the wars the shit going on I think this is gonna be you know like it's a callback to our last episode but this could be that movie that we want to actually put on our top 10 or top 5 or top 3 now but well we're too late for that but so it still gets our seal of approval dude this I'm, gets a pretty damn good rating I mean I'm, I would say that this is like a 9 upon 10 for me I mean there's the one problem I have with it is probably the length and probably how certain scenes seem unnecessary uh, like, like which part like which part exactly okay like the tentacle truth monster going uh, uh, like trying like molesting Bodhi remember that scene oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah what was the point of that <laughs> like, wants to get info so that uh, Saw can go crazy and do all this now to me that shit, was un- no to me that is unnecessary CGI they, they could have just said like oh he's gonna we're gonna like you know test you or we're gonna torture you like okay I get it we don't need to see what else and then like I this, think it's more like nitpicky territory line sense I mean like I but the thing is this could have like streamed like trimmed the fat a lot more like you didn't even need to see the monster touch him you just needed to see the monster emerge and then just cut to a, like a shock reaction like oh my god what's that thing and then like, you know I mean like okay granted I did kind of like you know 
yelp out a little bit when I saw C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, there you are. That that, that is your unnecessary cameo right there. I mean, it's nice to see, but that one you can tell there's more fan service than anything. I mean, like, I felt like this is stuff that you could have put on the special edition Blu-ray. But, okay, speaking of... The George Lucas version. (laughs) Oh, thank God he's not involved anymore. I mean, yes, he did start the ball rolling, but, yo... In the right hands, look at what we can do with these stories. Okay, but yeah, yeah. speaking of unnecessary cameo, but I also not too sure. Like you know, uh, Jimmy Spitz coming back as Bail O'Grana. <laughs> oh, that was a nice callback, even though he's from like the worst start. I mean, that those movies which I pretend they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, but like it, it, in this, in this, in a in a weird way, it kind of it doesn't validate, but it's like yeah, the prequels are part of this canon too. There he is. Oh well. <laughs> no, but I, I love his like his closing like. Oh, where are you going? I'm going off to Alderaan. Ooh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. Foreshadowing. We, we, oh, man. That's man. Enjoy your <laughs> enjoy your retirement. Back enjoy the last forever. few days of your life. You know, you literally get blown up by the end of this movie. <laughs> get blown up. You you literally get blown away by your holiday there. Aye, aye. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, dude, I mean like. Speaking of, I mean, it's so wonderfully tightly packed. Like some of the fan service a bit overdone, but like I like the fact that when they were farming those crystals on Jeddah, oh yeah, yeah, and then they were like, oh, these crystals are used to power like lightsabers, and we're using them to power the Death Star. It blew my mind that <laughs> the Death Star is a giant lightsaber that just like smashes planets to pieces. It's like, yeah, I mean, I would say near perfect an almost flawless Star Wars movie I mean it's right up there I mean it's nowhere as groundbreaking or earth shattering as maybe Empire Strikes Back I mean uh, nothing is dude nothing is I mean like you can't beat like that had the best twist ending for the for the 80s you know but yeah. I would say as a spin off as a one and as a perfect standalone there ain't gonna be a Rogue 2 nope yep, yep. it's a well done spin off it's, it's a well a, done show it's like yeah it's, okay as a spin off like god I mean what, what does it stand up against Caravan of Courage <laughs> you know, Battle for Endor? No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's, it's... Star Wars there. Christmas special? <laughs> I mean, on a... Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Grandpa... <laughs> Grandpa Wookie jerking off to a hologram. Totally understand. Starship... Okay, oh, you gotta admit, having that pop-up, like, Starship pop-up, that was weird, yet... Huh. Okay, the 80s really did bring one out with these guys. I mean, like... But the pun is there, you know, it's Starship. Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah, Starship, Star Wars. Didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. you guys used to be, what was it? They were Jefferson Airplane, then they became Jefferson Starship. Then they just <laughs> became Starship. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, but, okay. You know, this kind of makes me feel like all this really awesome Star Wars talk, I kind of want to actually go into talking about the Star Wars games we used to play, but that could take up a lot of time <laughs> when it comes to thinking about okay, thinking about maybe for season 2 and for all our Last King fans we're gonna do the extra special I mean we did it for Final Fantasy and we did it for the Blizzard games we should do the Star Wars episode it's probably hell gonna be yeah a, we gotta do Star Wars it's gonna be a two parter we'll just do movies on one episode and then we're gonna like splinter off and do games and other spin offs on another episode oh hell yeah so in the meantime we're gonna take a short break and uh, we're gonna talk a lot more about Ubisoft games so stay tuned
And we're back Dr. Shafiq yes. Do you like hacking? Uh, I'm guessing I know where this is going <laughs> Okay, okay, fine, fine Well, I'm here to talk about Watch Dogs 2 a little bit Sorry, Watch Watch underscore dogs <laughs> too just to make sure that we're typing this right keeping you know? it lead and SEO friendly <laughs> yes very very SEO friendly I mean the thing is I'm happy that you know the people I deal with at Ubisoft they're not really sticklers for you know making sure we put the underscore when we type articles and whatnot. but I can tell you this Watch Dogs this second game yep. I'd say it's the GTA 5 of this year if I want to be so bold what? shots were fired were not for one thing though okay. um, I mean, which I'll address later I mean yeah we, we've been kind of teasing about a Watch Dogs 2 review for quite a bit I mean you've yeah. finally beat the game? Uh, actually no <laughs> I've really? only been digging around <laughs> in the game for like 30 hours plus I'm okay. actually halfway in the story mode I tried out all the different campaigns and the different Uber missions apparently you have a mission where you actually be a cab driver and get to hear people <laughs> bicker and all that talking about the millennial stuff their gay lifestyle and whatnot. pretty yeah. funny stuff now this game were it not for that one thing that I'll talk about later it's actually a really good sandbox game it could be like the GTA replacement for this year for in the best I'm saying this very kindly very politely because okay. in the best way possible because it's really entertaining to play this game okay First up, the hero. No more Mr. Batman wannabe guy. Oh. Now you're this guy named Marcus. You're teaming up with these guys called DeadSec who are basically mentioned in the first game. And you've got like a pretty awesome crew to hang out with. You got Wrench, the guy who wears a really cool mask. I think you've seen him in the trailer. The Daft Punk guy. The Daft Punk guy. He's actually pretty funny. I mean, he's supposed to be obnoxious, but in a very camaraderie you know like the best you, 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 it's hard to hate kind of guy you know that sort so of way so it's like your annoying best friend like you you, you, you keep him around even though he gets yeah. on your nerves he will get on your nerves a little bit but he's got so many uses and he's always you know he's a team player in a sense you've got Sitara she's like the mother hand she's, she's the woman of the group and she's like the mom lah, basically mm. and also the graphic designer so she kind of gives you <laughs> missions where you kind of need to climb up god knows where to put graffiti tags to make a statement wow and you got Josh the, I think he's autistic I'm not sure I think these guys are hackers they're all autistic <laughs> well no this one is a bit more like he, he will say shit out of his mind but he's smart but he's awkward basically uh, so, so he's got not whole... so much autistic more Asperger's I guess Asperger's thank you Asperger's yeah yeah <laughs> try to use my terms correctly then you've got like the other guy um Hannibal um, okay he's basically the guy who works at the equivalent of Google he's basically your mission spotter guy you know oh, but yeah. he's but he's pretty entertaining in a way he's like the straight face guy in a sense but he kind of has to be the black guy in the Google group you know like mm, yeah. treated as such treated as such so he's the man on the inside more or less man on the inside he works in yeah the, the, the equivalent uh, noodle they call it noodle thank you very much N-U-D-L-E <laughs> that's because this game is set in like Palo Alto set in San Francisco, like the facsimile of it. You get to explore areas around here. You get even to see you get to see droids coming out later on in the game. Like really? this little tin can, uh, trash can looking guys with wheels, surveying and monitoring, and you can they can even stun gun you if, if, if they need to. You know. Shout out Star to D two. Yep, yep, yeah. So what I like about this game is basically you get to do more of the cool shit you did back in the first game, but you get a better protagonist. You get a sort of more light-hearted kind of story with it and you've got you've got drones and you've got RC cars to use this time to make to do stealth missions better than before 
probably like for example yeah. like you go to a corner of a planet I'm sorry you go to a corner of a building you use an RC car or you use your drone you just remote control this mother bad boy <laughs> go around the little crevices small ducks and then you try to distract guards when you can and you've got so many options to tackle the game but if all else fails you can sort of go guns a blazing in a sense so it's kind of like the robot from Metal Gear Solid 4 <laughs> uh, yeah but no legs it's like an RC car basically and you know it can do it can jump it can jump higher just as high as you in a sense so, so you kind of like the you little high car you had in Duke Nukem I don't know <laughs> yeah but more useful you can actually hack you can physically hack with this, this thing as well like you're close to a door it actually has this little tiny little cute uh set piece arm coming out to you know put a little USB key inside and then it starts doing its hacking bits. so literally R2-D2 huh <laughs> yeah pretty much this this is like oh my god the Star Wars references won't stop I mean these guys even made references to aliens and predators like who would win in a fight you know but is it and in a like cool way or in a not too in a cool way in a cool way like it's not it's pandering not at all that's why okay. it's not force that's the good thing about it what I also like are like some of the missions where Come on, you get to steal the equivalent of a Knight Rider and you get actually get to customize it to be like Knight Rider in the end. So, kind of like Saints Row 4. <laughs> well, Saints Row 4 took a turn to the... For the bad shit crazy. Shit crazy <laughs> this is more like Saints 2, Saints 3 kind of level. Like, it's still grounded, but at the same time, they use the hacking, minigame, the hacking aspect of it to its, you know, to its very good core. It's very how do you say very gameplay oriented core okay I mean like one thing about the original Watch Dogs that kind of it didn't really put me off but it's like this, the unnecessarily serious tone mm-hmm. like and the thing is like it came out around the same time with, I mean games like Saints Row and GTA were still pretty much in you know the, they were still around and like it didn't really give me the reason to jump into another like giant sandboxy game yeah, yeah, they were actually making fun of themselves in a sense and even poking fun at certain pop culture bits that happen in real life. So that game, those games, they take they don't take themselves too seriously. That's why I like. Mm. And then Watch Dogs come in, there's like Gruff McGruff, the crime dog or whatever the way it sounds <laughs> like. Okay. With the baseball cap and the bandana in his mouth. It's like, I don't like this guy at all. <laughs> you know, okay, what would probably make me really love this game? Does, do they have like those like... Uh, parody advertisements where you wouldn't be downloading a car or <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. they have that they have that um, there's even like apps that you you can even like do selfies for yourself to get points because the whole purpose of this game is to get as many followers for DeadSec as possible so you, you do crazy shit like do stunt driving you um take selfies of places at places at landmarks to get points you basically hack to a- a- hack through ATMs and troll people who use ATMs as point to get points as well get fans so you get to do all this crazy hacking shit like and of course you have to also take it the stealth approach for certain levels here and there mm. but you can also go guns blazing too which again that's probably my only gripe with this game where oh no, yeah action. it's all fun and games but you get to shoot and kill people in cold blood as well mm. so that whole breaking immersion thing is there like you got fun loving guys why not find fun loving ways to actually deal with the opposition instead of just I don't know flat out shooting them in the shotgun in the face you know but does that force the hacking aspect to take a back seat or I mean I'm guessing that the hacking is the main core gameplay right it is it is but the thing is yes guns are also an option too but you can actually you can also play it using nothing but a stun gun it's really up to you but the, the fact that this option is present where oh you have guns kind of 
does not actually, how do you say, fit with the whole game design of hacking per se. So, gunplay feels sort of out of place. I know it's there because the first game had it, but that was crime. That was crime. The that was the McGruff guy, you know, the serious McGruff. You know, he's got yeah. an agenda. You know, you're contr- here. You're controlling a fun-loving, if arrogant kind of uh, hipster kind of guy. So him shooting people in cold blood, not really fitting with the whole theme, and kind of breaks immersion in a sense you see what I'm saying like yeah. come on imagine if you give the little boy in uh, Last Guardian a handgun <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing that would break the whole story I would say all a, that thing. a much better analogy would be if you gave Johnny Lee Miller in Hackers a gun and like, he just shoots his way out of situations like, yes like, I actually get that vibe in, no fun. Uh, I get the yeah. Hackers vibe in Watch Dogs 2 except yeah you have a gun you, there, have a, you, you can 3D print guns dude in this game is, and, is there anybody called Zero Cool or <laughs> no 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 I mean, got names. that's it yeah yeah Ranch, and yeah, yeah you 3D print guns I mean I like the comedy aspect of that but the fact that these guns actually kill people it's doesn't fit with the whole tone of the game you know what I'm saying so so this game tonally has its problems I guess yeah but gameplay wise hacking is still a core thing and you still need to actually do the whole mini games that you get through main missions definitely like mm. there'll be this bit where you have to actually make this access point work to do that you have to basically do a mini game where you have all these cables these lines you gotta you gotta basically press a triangle and select certain spots to turn the cogs around so that the line actually all connects okay. like, 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 like the pipe game in Bioshock but uh, much more yeah, fun that would be a good much record. more relevant yeah mm, I mean but okay so you're 30 in 30 hours plus into this game right how much of the story have you unlocked already probably half um i've already gone to the part where dead sec was at the lowest mm-hmm. and then they had an intervention and then a character from the first game came down to help him out um basically the rob zombie guy yes <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna call him rob zombie because he's called ray but he just looks like Rob Zombie. I'm just gonna call him Hacker Rob, Rob Zombie. Okay, is this Hillbilly Deluxe Rob Zombie or like White Zombie Rob Zombie? There's uh, two different Hillbilly stuff. Deluxe. Oh, that guy. Ish. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. So the slightly leaner, meaner, the the film director Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, film director Rob Zombie. Yes. Uh, even even the characters in the game actually call him Rob Zombie at one point. So really? I'm not the only one there. <laughs> Mm. Does he have any stake or is his name anywhere in this game? No. I well, basically, so. he was the guy who fucked up Chicago with the whole CTOS thing because for people who don't know the story, CTOS is this whole big online mainframe that tracks everything America does. So to hack through it is basically like a good call sign of a, a sign of honor for a group to, to hack through it, like, you know, like anonymous mm. and whatnot. Okay. So... Ray is actually one of those guys who actually bypassed it or at least created something that could bypass it. So it's basically the new god asking the old god for help. So, so it's, it's got that cool storyline there. So there's some continuity with the original game as well. Uh, a slight continuity, but not a big one because I don't see crime, I don't see McGruff guy running around in the game. So Yeah, but okay, so gameplay-wise, challenge-wise, how how would you rate this? I mean, is it, it seems to me that you're doing side quests and main mission or are you just doing main mission? Uh, you do. I'm doing both side quests main missions. They're not exactly that tough but there are missions where if I want to actually get away without killing people mm-hmm. I mean for my own personal benefit that can be a bit tough. You go in guns and blazing it can be slightly easier. Okay, so I mean it rewards you for being a bit more stealthy a bit more hackery. 
Um, yeah, apparently you get yeah you get you actually get more points for being very hackery. Yes. Okay, but at the same time, I mean, like, do these sub side quests or these like mini missions? Do they feel like padding, or do they actually help build the world a bit better? Well, you can actually build the world with that because the people, the many people Marcus meet, they have their own little side story, mm-hmm. mostly comedic in a sense. So it's also nice to take a look at it sometimes if you want to see how this San Francisco works. You know, in terms of like how the culture is like how. Characters interact with each other and like how the, the Silicon Valley groups. guys and the hipsters and yeah yeah and even the people from Noodle and whatnot you know like to mm. see how it actually plays out. You even get to troll like the people like who actually own, who actually had a stake in the CTOS and the Bloom and the Bloom Corporation because Bloom are actually the security group who, who are basically your antagonists. Okay. So it's all good lah. I mean I really like this game. Within the first thirty hours or so, it's just that whole killing immersion thing that kind of breaks it away from me like makes you realize yeah this is still a games game kind of game per se but it's still a fun kind of game i think they need to also kind of follow not even say the template but like what has been set, set president before with games like gta and also saints row where you need some gunplay in like open world sandbox games like this i also. think that's why it could be like a pressure thing like maybe someone with the higher ups were saying you know it would be more fun if hacking like if you actually put some guns you can 3D print out of you know yeah I guess so I mean I mean granted I, I do understand that you need to kind of cater to the lowest common denominator and you can't take too much risks I mean I think they took a big risk by making this game a little bit more lighthearted than the original game but yeah which I actually applaud for you know like having a black main character having like a multi-diverse kind of group um, yeah having having just a really nice world and the gameplay to boot I mean these are the same guys who did Driver San Francisco back in the day Wow, <laughs> um, I mean, some of them uh, after that whole driver three fiasco, some of them split up. They joined Ubisoft, and then they made Driver Friend San Francisco for Ubisoft, which is really damn good and underrated game. I would agree, a uh, very underrated game. Yeah. And then these guys now fun. they figured, why not just make a hacking game? And you know, with GTA shit going on, and Watch Dogs Two popped up. So yay! <laughs> so I would say, is is there anything else? I mean, like. Le- nitpicks anything that really kind of grinds your gears besides the the, the strange tone or uh, apart from that not really I mean my nitpick I mean there are bugs I mean my game did crash once but that's because I just played non-stop for 10 hours or so and I think I set my playstation on standby or whatnot. Oh, well. but I mean uh, these crashes will happen anyway for um, beyond that wow there's really nothing to hate about this game I'm actually probably going to continue it a little bit if it weren't for Final Fantasy 15 which I'm also playing while I'm you How know far in between are you into traveling. That finally, I'm, you're killing unicorns already, right, right now. Uh, yeah, I'm killing unicorns. <laughs> I'm helping old ladies check out steam pipes because they're too fucking lazy. You got the backs broken and shit. Typical JRPG bullshit, lah. You know. But like, yeah. Speaking of like, you know, finally jumping on the bandwagon. I've been kind of teasing and joking about how I've yet to buy a, a current gen console. Mm-hmm. My PS- what do you get? My PS4 has finally arrived. <laughs> Alright, awesome. Now you're back in the game. Yeah? I'm a console guy. Yeah. Oh well. Alright, awesome. I you get to play Street Fighter V properly, hopefully. No, I'm still gonna play that on PC. <laughs> Fuck 8 frame lag. No. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so like any technical or graphical issues that people need to be worried about? Because I do remember that when Watch Dogs 1 came out, like people were shitting on the fact that it was borked on PC. Oh, it's not out. I think it's out on PC now, but I never actually seen any complaints so far. Um, I mean, I was for graphics-wise yeah. on the PS4. It's actually looking alright, really good, really good. 
although I noticed that the angle, camera angle pans out further compared to the first game, mm. so you can see Marcus kind of, you can see like the whole world, not really tiny, but you know, it's got a more different depth of field. And then the FOV is like set slightly differently, maybe. It looks beautiful too. I mean, this is like San Francisco when it's sunset. Yeah, it looks pretty when you're driving around the highway. So I'd say it's a pretty solid eight. I guess you know, like an A minus, B plus plus. You know, so, that's our score. Really good. I recommend it. I wish that it did not come out like at the time when you've got Battlefield One, you've got <laughs> Final Fantasy Fifteen, you've got what other games came out like. Last Guardian. <laughs> Last Guardian. Last Guardian. Dishonored too. too. Oh yeah, yeah. So many fucking. It was games, quite a watershed so. month. I mean, a very watershed final quarter for like 2016. So like, it's yeah, a good month. Quite spoiled for choice. Now it's like the 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 ridiculous. Now it's like January. It's like the ridiculous wait till God of War and like what Horizon Dawn finally arrive, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but, maybe okay. maybe Doc, maybe God of War might be might be delayed to 2018. Who knows? Take your time, God of War, guys. Seriously. His name is Callum Lynch. We've traced his bloodline back 500 years to the Assassin's Creed. What is this place? This is your second chance. What do you want from me? Your past. You're about to enter the Animus. What you see, hear, and feel are the memories of your ancestor, who's been dead for 500 years. Wait a minute! Welcome to the Spanish Inquisition. This is now, I'm going from a really good Ubisoft product to a really bad Ubisoft product. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what I'm referring to. But Ubisoft didn't release an Assassin's Creed this year. Oh, wait. Oh, they did. <laughs> they did. Just in movie form. Yes. That could, and I think it's separate from the continuity of Assassin's Creed. Maybe it's together. So no, there's... Was, really expli- no, yeah. was it really explicitly ex- uh, showed off and everything? So, were you planning on watching this movie? Fuck no. Tafik? Dude, this is the era of Rogue One. I've seen that movie three times. I could have seen Assassin's Creed anytime. I'm still ignoring it to watch like Rogue One again. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm actually gonna plan on watching Rogue One uh, later on this weekend. Um, watch watch it uh, in I is it available in IMAX on your side? Uh yeah, it should be uh, if I can find a cinema or whatnot. Yeah, shouldn't mm. be an issue to find an IMAX theater. Dude, yeah, okay, but yes, let's talk about Michael S. Bender's attempt. And being the ass ass in Creed. There's too many asses in this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so episode title is... triple ass, <laughs> triple ass. Okay, so people know what's going on with Assassin's Creed, the first and the second game, right? Basically, you're mm-hmm. like this uh, guy Desmond, you know, trying to find out whatever the hell your ancestors did during the Assassin Templar War in a certain time period. Mm-hmm. Now replace Desmond with Michael Fassbender as a guy named Cal. Who is probably just as boring, <laughs> doing the exact same shit, except instead of like in uh, during the Crusades and during the Italian Renaissance period. This is Spanish Inquisition, right? 
This is a Spanish Inquisition. You are correct. We should do multi Python references. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe history of the world stuff. <laughs> hey, Takamada, what do you say? Oh god. <laughs> but here's the thing. What really what what captured the essence of Assassin's Creed are the interesting story bits that happen when Desmond was actually going back in time, back in history. Here, I don't know jack shit about the what's that um Alcorn. Ah, oh, damn it! I need to actually look up this guy's name. I mean, I saw it fresh, but god damn it! I need to open up. IMDb. So you literally like, just that saw guy, this that guy. in a cinema like just a couple of hours ago. Right? Aguilar, Aguilar, yes, yes, Aguilar, Aguilar, yes. That's just that is that is Cal's ancestor in in that time period. So this is and the guy he quantum leaps into. Yes, he quantum leaps into. Yes, thank <laughs> you for running me through this. And there's a really okay. I'll buy it. the good things is the good thing about this is the shots when it's actually set during the Spanish Inquisition period in Spain. Okay, they all look really beautiful. So the I cinematography mean, is on point. Eh? Yeah, it's on point with that with the look and everything. It's good. It looks great. I like the fighting and all that. It's actually well choreographed in the sense that there are not too many jump cuts to make it disorientating. You know, very. It's not messy at all. I can actually keep track of what the hell is going on. Those are good. Now everything else, it just feels like it's padding. It just feels they could have done a better job considering that you've got top tier talent. You got like Marion Cotillard, Michael Fassbender. He knows how to <laughs> act. He has done good shit apart from. Apocalypse, expand Apocalypse. <laughs> this could be his, like his second movie where he just does not give a shit at all. Okay. Really, he phoned it in. He he sounds like he's trying, especially when he's like captured by Abstergo. I mean, the group that's kind of like Abstergo, mm. and you can see shades of his good acting skills from Twelve Years a Slave and Shame coming out, but wow. he's kind of keeping it in with his grimacing and all that. Yeah, that's the keyword right there. Grimacing and mugging. You see a lot of that in Michael Fassbender's acting here. Yeah, I guess. And you've was... got Marion and you got Marion Cotillard. She does a good job in um Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, sure. She was in the she was in Allies, right? If I recall. Yeah, I think so. Wait. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean I'm I i do not follow her. Okay, I know she's in Inception. Like those short roles she has as like the antagonist, yeah, she was pretty cool, you know? She's pretty cool. So she's the bad guy in the story. Oh wait, is this gonna be a spoiler mm. review? Uh no 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 no. This she's actually the scientist who's trying to cure aggression in that timeline of Assassin's Creed. So okay. that's why she needs Michael Fassbender, someone who's aggressive as a thief and all that, to be in the animus, to do all this stuff in history, to actually find out where the hell the Apple of Eden is. What, and Jeremy Irons is the dad, who's obviously bad guy number three hundred. You know, much as trolling bad guy. I'm a fan of Jeremy Irons. You know. <laughs> well, he doesn't overact. That's a problem. If he overacted, then maybe <laughs> this this could elevate this movie to the so bad it's good kind of quality. Oh, but wow. this is more like it's so bad it's kind of boring. Per, like, per like, se. like how he overacted in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh my god, that is top tier <laughs> acting right there. <laughs> Oh, oh, sh- man. Shout out to our friends at the Power Nine podcast. <laughs> oh man, Dungeons and Dragons! I would watch that over Super Drunk just because it's just one of those movies you can actually MSTK at. You know, like you just have like a bunch of microphones, you just talk shit about the movie, oh, and then ad lib lines here and there. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll save it for another podcast, maybe. You know, the oh, shitty yeah, movies yeah. that you really need to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we can do that in Google Talks. I mean, I've actually experimented a little bit with Google Talks, like. In terms of like commenting on the movie itself, so that yeah. could work. I think okay. Tell you what, Last King fans, would you like to hear our commentary tracks on movies you love? 
let us know. Should we give it to you for free or should we make it like a pay option on the SoundCloud? I don't know. Find out later in the next six months. Yes, definitely. We're doing new things here at the Last King Studios. <laughs> yep, yep. Alright, so, yes, the movie itself, it's just basically Michael Fassbender, Cal, going into the Animus, doing Spain, Spanish assassin stuff, which is really cool. And then it goes back and forth to the real time, you know, like... And then you've got these other guys, uh, played by Michael Kennedy Williams, Musa, mm -hmm. and two other guys. They are just there to be, like, the end means to an end. Like, you, you kind of expect them to, like, bond together with Cal because they're also, like... They're also, like, sort of prisoners in this whole lab laboratory. But the thing is, they don't have much interaction with each other, say, for, like, one scene in the lunchroom, and then at, and the, the, the climax. That's it. There's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of camaraderie. They're just there to tag along with Michael Fassbender when it's convenient for the plot. Oh, okay, I see. So, basically, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're the padding, more or less. Yeah, yeah. And then... Again, Mario, Marion Cotillard Marion Cotillard, yeah Cotillard, Cotillard, yes And Michael Fassbender They are trying to give a shit But even then their acting is like Yeah, I've seen them do better stuff than this tribe And then And you can imagine how well Quote unquote well The rest of the cast acted in You know, acted as So it's just bad It's just terrible I mean, I know I know this is a video game movie and we're supposed to go into this like with no expectations but here's the thing I went in with no expectations and I want my money back <laughs> I paid for this shit okay like every every other regular human being okay. <sighs> so I definitely not recommend it from you I oh guess. my god no <laughs> this gets a this gets a this gets like a one stabby stabby out of five Templars what <sighs> this is an assessment one out of five like, <laughs> that's bad that's bad dude Oh man, but this should like, I give it a zero? <laughs> is this Ubisoft's first attempt to jump into the whole like creating a, a movie universe or something? Technically, didn't they do this with the Prince of Persia? They still have the IP, right? Oh my that god, you're decent. right. <laughs> that was decent. That was decent. I mean, I did like Jake Gyllenhaal, even though he's he's got that really unmistaking American accent in Persia, no doubt. I know, he was Errol uh, Flinning it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that was a good way, that was a good way. Um, I even like Gemma Arterton, she's not bad, I guess. Oh, I don't know, so this is the sequel we didn't deserve, I guess. This is more like, why, I mean, I think I know why they did this, because they couldn't get a game ready on time, so here, here's a movie which we sort of planned, but we don't really give too much shits about, because think about it this way, from a marketing perspective, wouldn't you want to actually release a game together with this movie if you want it to be gangbusters? Yeah, probably. I mean, like, usually whenever there's a movie... I mean, like, this is, like... It should be tied in or something. But I'm guessing, knowing Ubisoft, like, the next Assassin's Creed game will probably be based around the characters in the movie. Or even, like, the Michael Fassbender character will probably appear as DLCs down the road or something. Maybe, maybe. But, I mean, like, okay, maybe we can just sidetrack a little bit into the Assassin's Creed games. And how yeah, they've yeah. totally lost the plot after part three. <laughs> no, 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 here's the thing, here's the thing. Um, they got that whole Abstergus, um, Abstergo slash Animus thing down pat. Although, they could have done a better job telling the story after part four. Mm. But the thing is, at least you know they get, the, the developers actually tried to give a shit about making sure it all ties in together, even though it sort of became a mess that... Only they can understand. Yeah, but the, the, the rate they're churning these games out, right? It's like, they're watering down their own, like, franchise. And, like, now you're spinning it off into a movie. And not only that, okay? Like, a movie that probably 
yes a video game movie but no love no interest no effort and like what's the point of like even keeping this brand alive anymore i mean like the true assassin's creed fans probably stopped around two maybe three you know, yeah, I mean, this is this this is more like it's regurgitating the story that Desmond had in the first three games. But this one again, but at the same time they did it first. Like the first three games, you know, they they it was a landmark achievement in the sense that they actually followed through with. Because remember the ending of part two that was holy shit. They actually went yeah, there. Minerva, Juniper, all that before shit happened, lah. You know. No, but I was like more like I mean like think of it this way. Like when Assassin's Creed One came out, it was how you say a new level of interaction the way that you controlled him as he like traversed all these like terrain and how he climbed and how effortless it looked and how the animation was just so seamless yeah yeah and then yeah. like when you're watching a movie right then it, it literally becomes like a parkour movie it's like watching Yamakazi it's like yeah okay we can see I've seen guys jump all over buildings and shit on YouTube even on my Facebook feed there's always like this amazing uh, athletic like you know shows of like you know free running and stuff yeah 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 yeah. so like when you lose the interactivity when it's not a game when you're just watching it passively I mean did you feel in any sense like wow look at how epic it is this guy's just like jumping around like just just the action scenes in the Spain bits you know like in the Spanish Inquisition bits that's it those make sense. I mean, if that was just a movie by itself with mm. as little uh, modern-day fast-forwarding as possible, then maybe it's acceptable. But I know they're trying to follow the template of the first film, but there's a reason why it's done that way because you don't see Desmond's parts that often because you go straight to... Uh, yeah, you're playing the game. You're just... part. You go to Ezio's part, which or may way got them more interesting than the modern-day parts. Mm. So, I mean... How could you fix this movie? If anyway, just cut oh, out. Oh, that's all easy. The... Just just make a- Alucard. Sorry, I need to see Alucard. Is this a Castlevania yeah. movie? Just too? Make, <laughs> just make Aguilar pers- have a personality together with Maria and his group of assassins. You want to see that the camaraderie before they all get killed and have to find the fucking apple of Eden. I mean, they could have had a chance to actually put in some you know bonding scenes or you know more scenes of. Sophia, the doctor, and Michael Fassbender as Cal together, but no, you don't see that. It's basically just checkbook, you know, checkpoint storytelling. You go here, you go there, check, you know, bishop to pawn and all that shit, checkmate. It's basically a lot of points being checked, but there's no meat to it, you know, like a proper movie should. So all style, no substance. I mean, all substance, no style. Uh, or is it all, not, style, all style? All style, all style, all style. It's like no substance, not even style no style. per se. It's more like it's just a checklist. It's a checklist movie. It's uh, going through all these motions without rhyme or reason, just because you need a plot. You got to make sure it goes this way because the games were like that. That's the thing. The games did a much better job at being a movie than this fucking movie. You know, <laughs> okay. dude, dude. You go to YouTube. You look at all this um, collection of clips of Assassin's Creed One and Two and Three. Mm. They were better movies than this. Goddamn. Fucking mess, alright? I see reviews, I mean, after I actually watched this film, I took a quick glance and I think the reviews were like kind of mixed. Some people actually liked it. What the fuck? Are you fucking high? I don't know, jeez. Maybe they were just apologizing for it. I mean, like, apologize? Oh, because it's a video game movie. No, you gotta judge it within the standards of its own (laughs) medium. If it's a bad video game, it's a bad video game. Nothing, don't care if it's a video game movie or not. It's a movie movie, you know? I'm yeah. sure they're better. I mean, Yamaka, Yamazaki, Yamakazi, you know, those are better parkour films, right? So, Definitely, yep. Uh, 
Just gotta add in some time traveling bits, and I'm sure you got an Assassin's Creed movie right there. Nah, but I think this is like the whole parkour movie kind of played out. I mean, there hasn't been anything close to something like that maybe since Harko Henry. How's my name? Oh, dude, and Harko Henry tells a better story than that, and that's sort of built like a sort of video game kind of movie, right? Yeah, literally, because you're first person the whole time. Yeah, I mean, they actually explain why it's first person and everything that went on. It actually made sense. Like, a little bit of explanations here and there, like a little bit. Doesn't have to be completely detailed. Vague is enough as long as I can see more cool shit. And yeah, oh god, why can't why can't Harko Henry be like no? Why can't Assassin's Creed be like Harko Henry in that sense? So, are we saying that this is probably the worst video game movie since the Street Fighter movie, or is this uh, <laughs> okay? Legend of Chun Li and this, I don't know which is bad. I mean. Chrissy Kurt was kind of hot. Original <laughs> Street Fighter movie. <laughs> okay, original is more like so bad it's good. This so, that's the kind of movie you want to watch drunk mm. or with friends. <laughs> Quick, of change course. the channel. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, like, that too. Like. So definitely a heavy unrecommended from you for the Assassin's oh, Creed God. movie. Avoid at all yeah. costs, or just w- or just like watch it streaming one day and just forget about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be better, you know. At least you save yourself the ten bucks. I mean, like, like, if you're an Assassin's Creed fan, how disappointed would you be? Uh, you be, you you like the action scenes, but that's it. So mm. you appreciate that. So there's half a movie for somebody out there. No, no, that's, that's, that's more like a quarter of a film. I Aye. counted. Okay, so you wanna give a number rating? Like what was it again? Uh, I think you know what my number one stabby is. stabby. <laughs> yeah, one one stabby stabby out of ten. Yeah. Oh well, so now okay, okay, okay. Maybe it's not that terrible. I mean, I did like the action scene, so three stabby stabbies out of ten. Oh okay, yeah, okay, a very strong D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D for uh, Desmond. <laughs> D for Desmond. Who is this Desmond? I really like that last part. Like Ezio was like confused. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you talking to? Help me! <laughs> oh well, so uh, dude. I, I, okay, if they just made a shot. Okay, not maybe not the shot by shot remake, but. Yo, this tells Ezio's story and then maybe Desmond comes in somehow. That that can work. Because mm, you want to focus more on the time on the time period. But, okay, I guess. So, that should be it for Assassin's Creed movie, huh? Yeah, I think that's it for the episode, come to think of it. Okay, you know what? Seeing as this is probably our reintroduction, our first episode in season 2, Yep. In 2017, maybe on a... Let's end it on a happy note. Let's talk about the stuff that you're going to be looking forward to this year. Oh, that's very tough actually because I do not have a list. But I can probably okay <laughs> off, the top, maybe of off the top of my head, off the top of my head, Horizon Zero Dawn, motherfucker, yeah. You have high hopes for that? Yes, very, very high hopes because this is the first time we get to see Guerrilla Games not do a kill zone game. <laughs> I, I, okay, I wouldn't as, mind as much another kill zone. As it is to see Malcolm McDowell play a space Nazi. Uh, yeah. I'm sick of those games. Did he do that in the Tangirl movie? <laughs> mm, no, no, but this Kinda. one he did it in a better way. He was Raditz or Radish. Yeah. He was that guy. He was in the third game. And it was fun. It was fun to watch him and act and all that. Well, okay. Maybe in video games. Uh, I was actually looking forward to the Friday the 13th game. Like, they released this trailer. I mean, I'm a big fan of the, the horror movie franchise. Ooh, it's the one where you get to play the victims too, right? And you yeah, can run the or you can play as Jason, Jason, but I don't know. I mean, they've. I think as of this recording, they've released some beta gameplay footage and it kind of looks bad, man. Is it really bad? I don't uh, know. I mean, how bad are we talking about? It looks, PlayStation 2 graphics bad? I mean, I think the game's not finished and like from what I see there's a lot of running around doing nothing I, I don't know I mean I, I'm not gonna judge it until the full game has been released uh, wasn't I'm, there a Steam game that came out that was sort of the same premise Dead Until Dawn Dead by Daylight well, 
Maybe I thought you were talking yeah, about Naughty Bear. No, 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 no. You you play that game. You play that game. Dead by Daylight or Dead Till Dawn. I'll probably. It's it's basically you play. You can either be a serial killer to do a ritual, or you can be the victims. Hmm. I don't. I mean, if you if you want to get a game where you get to play a, a brutal killer, do it. The Manhunt games still exist. <laughs> I mean, but I think maybe. I mean, video games wise, yeah. Like like PS4. This is supposed to be the watershed year for PS4. I mean, they already dropped Last Guardian. They already dropped Final Fantasy. So God of War may or may not come out this year. Mm-hmm. Zero Dawn is definitely this year. Ooh, ooh, um, this is also a good time for Xbox One too. Oh, what's hopefully. coming up for the Xbox One? Let's see, Crackdown Three. Hopefully that comes out. I'm looking forward to that because I'm, I'm a huge uh, I'm hop- fan of the first game. I'm hoping this does well too. Yeah. And uh, Scalebound from Platinum Games. Uh, it's the Hideki Kamiya game, the one where you control dragon, a dragon slayer and a dragon. Mm, I'm looking forward. Yeah, we, yo, platinum. Yeah, I mean they're hit and miss, but okay. Then, how about movies or shows? What are you looking forward to? I'm, I'm like movies I, and shows. I'm, um, is is I'm, there gonna be a third season of Ricky and Morty coming up soon? Because that's one to look forward. Didn't to. they promise that last year it got delayed <coughs> or something? Right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they I'm did. looking forward to Game of Thrones finally starting up again. Like, that's the uh, best. The new one. The new one. That's the best thing about like you know the January February period. It's like yes, finally a new Game of Thrones and yeah, that'll be good. I mean, season six was damn good, dude. Holy shit, that fight. The, 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 the little bastards. kid back talking yeah. everyone yeah uh, finally Ramsey getting what he deserves um, finally and I'm re- I'm really curious as to see how they like how Cersei like you know follows through with what she did oh yeah the play of the game by Cersei holy mm. shit them explosions yo and also I mean like film wise uh, wait the new Christopher Nolan trailer also dropped uh, for what it's a World War 1 movie have you not seen it Oh no, I gotta see it, I gotta Check see it. Check it out. I mean, I'm quite curious as to, like, you know, what he does. Uh, definitely, end of the year, there's gonna be another Star Wars. Yes. Ooh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I want to see how this movie turns out. Is it gonna be very poppy, but less mopey? Hopefully it'll be less mopey, like the, you know, unlike the other Spider-Man films. Is this then. also the year they drop another Guardians movie? Yes, yes. Guardians of the Galaxy is this Yo, year. Yo! It's going oh, hit to hit yeah. with Star Wars, man. Like, mm. Who will be the one true space opera? <laughs> uh, we, we get to see Drax and Destroy being as literal as possible. That's always a comedic touch. I don't know. I mean, I'm a little bit worried. You know, like, like Baby Groot. Yeah, right. He can say hey, hey, We get to see Mantis pop up because I've actually liked her in the comics. She's like always the no-nonsense ep- ep- She's like the straight face among all the crazy motherfuckers in the group. Yeah. But I'm not sure how it'll be in, in this version though, so... She might be like the fish out of the water kind of character. I mean... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I really love the first Guardians movie, so it's like... I, but is, is James Gunn still gonna like... Direct I think it's James Gunn still. It's James Gunn still. Yeah, okay. I mean... Look, 2017 looks to be a good year. And yes, you can definitely look forward to your friends here at The Last King to shit on everything. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. And or, also gush. Give, or, give, or give due to the movies that deserve praise, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, the way we ended up 2016 with Rogue One. And, like, wow. Like, and, and being such a watershed, like, last portal for video games. I mean, yeah. 2016. But this is the new era, the new season. This is Trump's America. Oy. A new beginning, yo. <laughs> So yes, it's gonna be scary, but it's gonna be exciting too. But okay, so thank you guys for paying attention to us. Remember, find us at thelastking.net. Check out, uh, check us out on our Twitters and our Instagram at lastkingpodcast. Anything else you want to add, Mister Taffy? Not much. You actually got it all solved out and everything. Check out our Facebook page and everything. Our website, thelastking.net. 
we're actually going to be putting more content in in the future. We've mm-hmm. got write-ups planned. I mean, both Shafiq and I, we can write, so we can just put in some stuff, you know, like maybe just some little fun little articles or even like some fun little videos. Like whatever that I publish in my other freelancing stuff gig, I can put it on The Last King, definitely. So this is the year where The Last King Empire finally comes into fruition. <laughs> yeah, this is the time where we finally get that so far we wanted, now, so to speak. Witness the firepower of a fully functioning and operational website. Are you, Doctor Shafiq? Are you planning on getting your cape anytime soon? Definitely, I'm putting it together right now as we speak. Yes, nice, so, nice. Is it red, orange, purple, green? Do this technicolor, man. I'm gonna fuck up everybody's eyesight. Oh, uh, okay. In other words, it's gonna be a technicolor. Technicolor dream. <laughs> More like a technicolor nightmare. But okay, Ooh. so. Boys and girls, thank you for listening to your friends at The Last King. Welcome to episode 1 of season 2 and have yourself a merry and happy 2017 with us. See ya!